0: The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about a machine from Ternay Gundam and some variants in history therein, um, though none of it is too far afield. So please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks. Welcome back to Mechanista and G, and to another request episode. I'm Detmar.
1: Bonus time. Hi, I'm Dylan.
0: Bonus soda.
1: I don't need one. I'm still drinking my one from when we just recorded the prior episode.
0: Fine. Okay. Spit on my generosity. Um, No, I'm just trying not to waste
1: things. Because if I get two sodas too early, then I'm gonna open. If if they're both open, then what's gonna happen is then. The prior one's gonna go flat before I finish it or something, or the new one will go flat. How
0: slow do you drink? It's gonna go flat? I don't
1: chug! I don't chug! A soda
0: doesn't... A soda doesn't go flat in the course of 20 minutes, bud!
1: It'll go flat in, like, an hour or two.
0: No! It will not. Maybe four or five. But, like, no, not
1: that fast. It will go completely flat, but I don't like when it loses some of the bubbles. Anyway
0: well whatever. Alright, first half.
1: I'm trying to make us not waste things, and then you're like, ah, Dylan, you're not wasting things offends me.
0: Okay, so now you're insulting me for offering you a gift. Alright. No!
1: Cool. I ah! <laughs> I don't know what that noise was.
0: <laughs> uh there's kind of no way to read this this uh number without like I mean it's just it's the turn X. It's a request from Gord Captain
1: oh oh we never talked about the turn x
0: the concept x 612 turn x
1: well oh. uh the turn x from turn a gundam uh yeah it's a cool one uh this is a mobile suit that uh is used by our, our good friend uh jim gingham
0: he's good friends with everybody
1: Or Gim Gingham. I always want to say Jim just because it's spelled like Jim, but Gim. Mm -hmm. Gim Gingham.
0: Uh, I want to go on the record that I'm not Ging Gingham's friend. He's an asshole. No,
1: but he's very funny. (laughs) Is he not? You're not wrong. The screen gag. He does the screen gag, and he drinks from a little space tea sippy cup. Sure. He has a tea cup that is a sippy cup, and I love it. Anyway... And, it, and it's also really tiny, and he's a massive man, so he's holding the tiniest little sippy teacup in the world, and it's so funny. Anyway, uh, the Turnex. Um, this is a mobile suit uh, that was excavated on the moon in Turn A Gundam. Um, it is known as the Turn A Gundam's Big Brother. Uh, at least that's what Gim calls it. Uh, so, the Turnex is a super advanced mobile suit that. Has a lot of functions and is beyond even the technology that like the moon rays have, right? It is mm-hmm. a very advanced mobile suit and it is a very weird mobile suit. Um, So, um, starting with the head, we have a, I don't even know, kind of a bug head, especially like when you're looking at it from like the side. Because it's, it's like a rounded head with two little antenna that are swept back. And it has, like, kind of a weird, like, on the back of the head, like, a weird sort of a uh, attachment, like, half circle just sticking off the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... It, it's, like a, it's like, you know, like a mohawk on a Gundam, but it's on the back of the head. Um, then uh, you've got a lot of line details on the face, like, overall. Like, not... Not very many things actually sticking off of the face it is mostly like line based details going on uh does have like the only part that like really sticks out is like you know the uh the little chin on the front middle of the face kind of like you know is like uh there's a little gap there between like where that connects to the two halves of the the like the two little rounded parts going to the middle um and then the eyes you know the the visor is embedded a little bit um but otherwise it's a I guess, I don't want to say it's smooth around the head, but it is, like, very simple, and, like, only a little bit of, like, bump lining around it. It doesn't have, like, it doesn't have a part sticking off, like, say, a vent on the cheek or whatever, right? This is Uh not doing that. So, then, um, the Turnex's, uh, eyes, like I mentioned, there's a visor there. Under the visor, it does have, like, two yellow Gundam eyes, like, you know, just normal eyes, Mm-hmm. But then also it has like a bunch of what almost looks like stained glass like camera. Like they glow and it's seemingly like also sensors, but like it's it's almost like stained glass in there. You've got a bunch of these just like diffracted rainbow of colors going on in the face, and I I I adore this. I adore it's this on the design.
0: Really cool.
1: hmm Um there's a lot of really cool like shots of that that happened in the show. Um then for the torso Uh, you've got a, uh, very, again, almost, these designs look complex at the outset, but it's actually a pretty simple torso, because the torso is just a series of six triangles, like, you know, all pointing towards the middle, and you've got, like, a big, well, an X, and then also a line down the middle, uh, on the, uh, torso here.
0: And this always makes me think, I, -hmm. if I were to, if I were in a, if, okay, I would probably do something else if I was in a like build fighters show. But if I was a build fight in a build fighter show when I had the turn X, I would give this thing the gimmick from Metal Gear Rising, the boss monsoon, where mm-hmm. if you try and cut him, he can just magnetically separate his separate, parts along uh, scenes.
1: Yeah, well, and we'll we'll get to that on this suit because it does relate to this suit still.
0: It does, it does. Um
1: just not in this particular part, but yeah. Um now on the chest here, the Armor is, you know, green, much like the head. It's, like, this really, like, light green. It's, like... It, you know, like, when you have the old illustrations of, like, the Double Zeta, and they have, like, almost the mint green? This is almost, mm-hmm. like, a more... A slightly more green-tinged version of that, where it's, like, a very light green. Uh, it's just not quite as minty. It's more on the green side, but it is, like, a light color of green. Um, mm-hmm. You've got... Uh, on this torso, though, uh, the armor—you know—all the same color. Not really any detail on it. There's a little bit of like panel lining because it's Sid Mead doing the design, so of course you have panel lining going on. Uh, now, in the gaps of the chest, uh, specifically uh, in the uh, X-shaped gap on the chest, uh, you get uh, glowing parts on the inside of this that also glow, kind of like the um, they—they—they they, they do like the stained glass effect, right? Like it's a rainbowy glow on all the gaps on the chest here. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really have a good picture on the wiki. Ironically, the best thing I have for that is uh, on this SD uh, Super Gundam Royale picture. Like, I have screenshots of it in the show somewhere, but um, uh, you can see the effect, like, if you're on just the, the wiki and you're listening to this, like, on one of the sprites from uh, Super Gundam Royale is the game there, uh, mm-hmm. where it's got the rainbow going on in the chest. It's really cool. Um, it, it only does that during certain things, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah, and then the rest of the chest, though, there's a little bit of, like, gray frame, but it's very simple, um, it's kind of, it's kind of tiered on the chest, like, you know, it's, 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 uh, I'm trying to see, actually, you know what, I know how to see the detail, uh, this kit has a master grade, thank god, or this, uh, suit actually has a master grade, uh, so it'll be easy to see what this inner frame looks like, um, it's a little hard on the art, obviously, um, Okay, yeah, looking at the way it's handled on the airframe, frame, it's just like this um like basically like circular frame segments, right, that are going into the waist uh they will they would allow, you know, it to rotate at the chest there. Um but you know, it's
0: You can get a pretty good picture down in the references section on the Wikipedia um because mm-hmm. they have the technical design and it's pretty detailed.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, down there I see it. Okay. Cool. That's, um, that's a
0: very cool MG.
1: It is a very cool MG. Um, yeah, and then, like, uh, so for the arms, you've got these, uh, it's not even, like, so the arms are connected via a joint, and then around the joint, it just has these circles of green armor that are kind of, you know, panel-lined up. They're very Sid Mead-looking. Uh, mm-hmm. I just like that it has, like, rings around the joints there, though. It looks kind of cool. Uh, well, very- there's
0: a good reason for that.
1: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um the shoulders themselves. Um you have Grey Frame, uh, which again, very medium detail, lots of like little panel lining and little uh like you know, random like dips and whatnot in the armor. Um uh, And one
0: thing you get a lot, like you can see you can't you can't often see this, but in the reference, um I think a thing we don't get to see much from meat is battle damage. Mm-hmm. Which is really yeah. cool looking.
1: Mm-hmm. And then um you get uh so, the, the armor itself on the shoulder, too, um, really really cool that it has, uh, like, this... It, it's got this weird shape to it. Like, it is a semicircular shape, um, like, that has... It, it's almost like it has, like, a weird, like, you know, like, UFO-like shapes on the shoulder or, like, space plane things, like... And then they have, like, a single fin coming out, uh, right, like, of the middle of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're just a really... Appealing shape, which I guess that's the thing. One of the things that Sid Mead is good at is doing an appealing shape, uh, and I really like the way that these uh, shoulders look. Um, then when you get to the lower arms, uh, the arms are asymmetrical. So on the left arm, it is an arm that has, um, you know, a bunch of armor, little little uh, gaps in the armor, little panel lines, and then ends in a normal h- hand for the left hand. Uh, for the right arm, it has a very round, clean uh basically it is it's a gun arm right and a, it's it, a mega well, other functions yeah it's a megabuster yeah it's a, it, it is what it is it's a clean you know rounded uh megabuster like gun that is just on the right arm um that uh is able to open up and when it opens up uh it has a bunch of different functions but basically on the inside it's got like uh, claws, and it has a a cannon emitter, um, it specifically can split into, like, five claws, so it's, like, it has fingers, uh, which is fucking cool, uh, I love the way this looks, Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool arm design, um, then for the waist, uh, simple waist, um, with a like, just some crotch armor, and instead of having, like, front skirts, it just has, like, two pieces of armor that are, like, kind of, like, start at the bottom of the crotch area and then, like, kind of, like, swoop up on either side. And that's that's the extent of the skirt armor you get. Uh, no rear skirt at all. It's just all fr- visible, like, gray frame. Uh, for the thighs, um, you've got uh, another, I- another interesting thing. The thighs here are asymmetrical. Like, the arms... Other than the the right arm's cannon, like, the shoulder area and whatnot is symmetrical. However, even on the legs, like, even the thighs are not symmetrical, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so, like, the right thigh has the armor wrapped around differently than the left thigh. It is just a lot of armor with panel lining. This is something that's a little bit hard to describe and more, like, you're going to want to look it up. I will say on the uh, right leg, you, it, it, you can actually see, like, the ball joint that connects into the... Uh, the crotch, as opposed to the left leg, which the armor goes up higher, so it kind of blocks the internal mechanism there. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's really sick that it has asymmetrical legs. Um, and then, uh, moving on to, then, you have the knees. Uh, and the same thing, the knees are also asymmetrical. So the right knee has, like, a little, like, cut in the middle of the armor, but that's it. it's just kind of a diamond shape, and it only has, like, a little bit of a dip in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the the left leg, you've got, like, a bunch of these, like... like rounded cuts going to the middle on the one half of the armor and then the other half of the armor just has like a random little like like horn of armor sticking off the the left side of the knee um which is really it's it's just fun it just looks appealing this Sid mead is very good at shapes um and it's hard
0: to tell how much of this is, like, scars from previous encounters. But... Yeah,
1: that's the thing, right, is they dig up this mobile suit. So, for all we know, this mobile suit is, you know, possibly damaged, refit, etc. Because it's, it's an, in the in the time frame of turn A, this is an ancient mobile suit.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, for the lower legs, same thing. Uh, so, the lower legs are asymmetrical, but in a way that is really neat because, like, the armor on the right side of both legs is kind of the same. It's just got this, like, triangular piece of armor that sticks out. But because there's other shape differences on the leg, like, they're a little, like, different in how they stick out. But it is interesting that they made that side symmetrical um, mm-hmm. on the leg. But it's, like, the inside of one leg, the outside of the other. And then the other side of the leg, again, just lots of ar- uh, panels of armor. Um, on the right leg, it's a bit more simple. Uh, start The armor starts, like, at the knee area and swoops down and, you know goes down even a little further than the foot goes, uh, which the foot is basically like almost like cloven, giant cloven hoofs um, for this thing's feet. Um, and then the armor, the other armor, same general shape, but it has a piece that is sticking out of the, uh, side of it. So it's a bit more substantial and it goes a little lower than the, uh, other armor. Uh Uh, in terms of, like, where it meets, like, you know, like, where I mentioned it has a, um, the armor, like, going down the, the gap in the foot. Uh, and then the feet are constructed in that they just have a big front toe and a, and a rear heel. And the front toe is similar looking on both, but not exact. This, the, I am realizing this suit is a structural nightmare to describe formally, because it's just, you know, lots of square panels and shapes, um... But basically, you have like a big toe part on the feet, uh, which has some black armor around the uh, the left and right side of the toe. Uh, the front, like I say, the toe, but it's it's standing on its toes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the heel is just all green armor, and it's just a a big high heel, but it has like a bunch of little like parts that are jutting out. It's not like a singular monostructural high heel. Like it has two distinct halves, and then it has like two. If you're looking at it from the rear, the simplest way to describe it is the heels themselves almost look like they are made out of two, like, rectangular pieces of armor, uh, that are going down, and then it also has two little, like, plates on, uh, one on either side, uh, mm-hmm. that are hanging down from the heel, uh, and then the backpack, and oh boy! oh should note the back of the thighs is all, um, open armor, and it has the cool thing where it has the, um, the gray, like, slats of inner frame, uh, that have, um, uh, that they kind of look like the turn A, like, you know, the, 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 I field thrusters, right? Where you've got right, like, these right. gray, you know, slashes of armor that, uh, you know, are, are like, I had a word in my mind for how to describe these vertical, vertical, you know, armor with like gaps in between, uh, the middle mm-hmm. of each piece.
0: Kind of radiator looking.
1: Yeah. Like a radiator or something for the backpack. You've got a, um, how to describe the shape just from the general silhouette of it. Um, well, okay, so, the backpack is in, like, a darker, kind of, like, blue-gray, and, uh, from the back, it has a bunch of little gaps all over it. It is, almost like it is made out of two halves, is what it almost looks like, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because you've got, like, the right side is a lot more detailed, like, in terms of just having, like, a lot of these lines, and then the left side is... Still detailed, but it's more holes than uh than like lines everywhere.
0: It almost looks. I mean, it is obviously like a lot of Sid. I feel like even more than most Sid Me designs, the Turnex really goes ham with like these just like gaps and asymmetrical shapes and stuff. But like if you kind of like take a step back, it almost looks like like a writing platform, like a Dodi or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, it has like a, it almost is shaped like a ship or something, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. triangular at the bottom and it ends in like a bit of a point, and then on the back it's it's flat on the top. It's almost got, it's almost got a diamond shape, but then it's like the top tip of the diamond was cut. But of course, there's a bit more going on because there's a Mead, so it's not like as clean as that. But that's like the general silhouette of it. Uh, I do really like on the Master Grade that they put glass over the um, like clear plastic over these um the gaps in the armor and then they just have more inner frame detail there i just think that's a really cool touch uh mm-hmm. great master grade um, i
0: also i also like the detail just in the lore that it's like we don't know what these are for probably other weapons that we can't find
1: yeah um and that's the thing right even on the uh liner on the wiki uh you can see the backpack has a bunch of weapons in it um well two that you can see visibly and they add more in different material, and sometimes it uses the other ones. Um, so, uh, the ones that you can see on the line art are a beam rifle. Uh, and the beam rifle looks like a meaner version of the Turn A's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has, like, a very futuristic design. It looks like it would be a briefcase. Like, it even has the handle on the top, like the Turn A's. And it has that thing going on where, like, the barrel is surrounded by, like, two spikes going forward. It just looks like a mean version of the Turn A's rifle, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a slightly boxier one. And then it also has a bazooka in the backpack that it is able to pull out. And the bazooka is, again, also futuristic looking. It's very rounded, uh, I mean, it looks like a weapon you would see in, like, uh, like, specifically, like, I want to say, like, an 80s sci-fi thing, right? Where it's got, like, it's, like, smooth and, like, retro style, but still, like, detailed enough that I feel it's not, like, 50s sci-fi. It's, it's a Mm -hmm. weird, it's a, it's a weird shape of a bazooka, um, Looks like some Star Wa- It looks like a Star Wars EU drawn ass bazooka, like in like a technical manual or something. Yeah. Um But yeah, um and then uh Well we'll talk about the other weapons when we cover the weapons. I'll just work our way down. So, you know, there's the the backpack though, it's 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 cool looking. Um Alright, so that the backpack is the Carapace weapon platform. Luckily that is actually the first thing in the weapon list. So we already talked about the bazooka and the beam rifle. Um so, uh, again, some of this extra detail is filled in from, like, back material and, like, like, the novels and whatnot. But you have things like, ah, the backpack was originally equipped with the ability to aid interplanetary space travel, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, the explanation for all the gaps and whatnot is it slots to slot in, like, weapons or, like, other equipment. Um, so, um, yeah, backpack has a lot going on. Uh, we mentioned the bazooka. <clears throat> the bazooka and the beam rifle. It also has a 3-tube missile launcher, which hold on, I'm just trying to find real quick.
0: Uh, oh, you can see it on the model.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um which is like uh it, it's it's stored on the right side. You can also see it in the references. It's not like if you're on the wiki, it doesn't actually have the the missile launcher uh on the uh, line art of the wiki, but the pistol that we we're going to talk about and the um and the, uh, the missile launcher, you can see them on the lower left on the, uh, Turnex's, like, detailed art page, uh, showing, like, how they clip onto the backpack. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the three-tube missile launcher is just a vertical three-tube missile launcher, and it is three- The top tube is interesting, because it has, like, the shape of, like, cut bamboo, like, it's got, like, a, you know- The bottom two, uh, tubes are flat at the end, but that top one has a bit of a point. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Which is just weird. It also has a carrying handle, because- it just does. It's it, it's another briefcase-looking weapon, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has a hand beam gun, which is just, like, a small little beam gun it can pull out. Um, it's, it's a cute little gun. It looks like, a, again, looks like a weird space ray thing. Like, it it doesn't necessarily match the aesthetic of what you expect a beam gun to look like in Gundam, right?
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, It's got, like, a, it, it, it has, like, the extended, like, top and bottom spike that, like, like, surround the barrel. And, you know, it's, it's very flat. Um, it's, it's a cool looking little gun. I do like it. Um,
0: I, li- I like the detail that, uh, just, I just saw this, so this is sort of a random note, but uh, Sid Mead thinks this is his best design he did for the show.
1: That's fun. That's, the, I didn't know that. That's, that's fun though.
0: I think I agree with him. That's really it's, cool.
1: <laughs> the thing is, the Turnex is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it has, um mega particle cannons located throughout the body. Uh specifically the X's body can separate into 10 pieces. Uh those pieces being um so we know the total number. I actually don't have it memorized what parts break apart. Um so the head comes off, right? And that's where the cockpit is. We know uh-huh. that. Uh and the the head doesn't actually have any weapons.
0: Right. Uh,
1: then you have the torso, the waist, uh each shoulder, so that would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Wait. Oh, the the head stays on the torso. Sorry, the head does stay on the torso when it does this weapon mode. The head can eject, but for the purpose of what they are counting for this bit mode, the torso and the head are one piece. Okay, I see why I got thrown off. I'm like, wait, that's 11. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I, I was thinking too far ahead on how they... It's
0: It's not 11. Is it?
1: Well, so the arms each become two, right? right so that's two, four, and then you have the two legs, so that's uh six that's
0: six, and then there's torso and waist,
1: torso and waist, seven eight, and
0: then there's backpack.
1: Oh that's backpack nine. and head, okay, so nine, ten. okay, it's just weird because the separated art doesn't show the uh, head coming off. So right. I was like, wait a right. minute, Is it, does it not come off?
0: Okay. Which I think prob I think like it can, but in that mode, you wouldn't bother because the head can't do anything.
1: Yes, because each of the nine components of it uh, the torso waist left shoulder right shoulder right leg left leg left forearm uh, the uh, the right cannon arm and then the X top and carapace uh, uh, those are the ten parts uh, only the X top which is you know the the torso and head does not have a mega particle cannon the rest mm-hmm. of it all has mega particle cannons um so yeah it can just fire beams from all of these mm-hmm uh, and do, like, all-range attacks. Uh, so it, its whole body is funnels. Uh, which it does, in fact, separate when... Uh, it, I, I believe it is... Uh, Lauren tries cutting it with the beam saber. And he thinks he lands a blow that would damage it. But he pops... Uh, the arm pops off before mm-hmm. the saber hits. And then Jim or Jim's like... Ha ha ha! And doing his, like, hammy acting. Um... I, just... Just, uh... Cold take here. Um... Uh... Fucking, um... Koyasu, very good, very good voice actor for, um, <laughs> for Gim. Uh, not as good for Mulaflaga. Well, Mulaflaga, less interesting character than Gim. Um, uh, he, he, he peaked with, uh, the, the turn uh, and, uh, and, um, Gim. I guess he also voices, uh, right, he voices Zex. Koyasu voices so many fucking Gundam characters that are, like, major characters, it weirds me out thinking about it. Um, anyway... Yeah, Gim's probably still his best performance out of all those. IMO. Um, So, yeah. uh, And then I mentioned how it has the right arm that's already a cannon. It is called the Fusion and Crushing uh, Manipulator, uh, which has uh, a beam emitter in the middle. uh, Three of them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Three beam emitters, uh, which are able to be used either just like as a ranged weapon or as a beam saber or, uh, as, as Gim does at one point, lifting up a mobile suit with it and yelling shining finger. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just because, mm-hmm. um,
0: That's the end of all Gundam shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the end of all Gundam shows. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, the, so the hands, I mentioned the fingers, how they're able to split. Cool weaponized function on them. They do have wires, so they are able to launch on wires. Kind of like the Bandit's, like, backpack, basically, but, you know. hmm On this. Um. And, yeah. Uh, that would be all the Turnex's weapons, um. In terms of its systems, uh, it has a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah. it has the all-range attack, which, uh, it has a technique name, which, because Gim is just like this, the Bloody Siege. Mm-hmm. Um. It has a psychomus system inside of it, by the way. It also is able to generate a magnetic field from its individual parts, like if they surround a mobile suit, so it could disable a mobile suit by surrounding it. We get this oh, when, weird. um... Oh, a
0: Is this a Tomino show where they have a field that electrocutes the pilot?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, because this happens weird. to, uh, Joseph, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he's, yeah, uh, he gets his zapped. Um, specifically, I think the crotch of the, um... Turnex lands on the head and like goes above <laughs> it and starts zapping it. Basically,
0: yeah, he did teabag him to death.
1: Um, not to death. He he survived. Sure.
0: Okay, fair enough. I forgot he does um, survive that.
1: Yeah. So the X top, which functions as the cockpit, actually—that's
0: the other thing. Tomino puts this shit in like every show. The like electric cables or electric field and fry the pilot. And also, they always survive it.
1: Yeah, he just thinks it's a cool attack. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. But he doesn't I mean... want to kill his characters with it. <laughs> All right. uh, apparently, also, the central part of the Turnex, I forgot about this, it controls the satellite cannon Kalos Gilly on the moon. Uh, Which is really funny. I forgot about that, Uh, that it actually has the control system for, for that on it Uh, in the torso. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not mentioned on this show. By the way, for those who don't know, the Kalos Gilly. Is um it doesn't show up in turn A, but it is mentioned by name. It is the cock and balls gun from Victory Gundam, the giant space cannon.
0: <laughs> I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, yeah, it's the, that's the Chaos Gilly. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. the giant cock and balls gun from uh, tur- Victory. So that's yeah. just hanging out on the moon in turn A. Uh, I didn't know this. The cock and balls gun was designed by Hijime Katoki. That's funny to me. I didn't actually I also that. think
0: it's really funny that probably the reason that Gim doesn't use it is because no one knows where it is. They just know it's somewhere on the they moon. They just
1: know it's somewhere on the moon, yeah! So I guess it would be, like, in a mountain cycle somewhere, right? Like, there's just a giant uh-huh. cock and balls on a ship underneath the moon somewhere, and if he were to control it, it would just launch the cannon. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Um, the X-Hop can also generate an eye field that is able to shield itself and two Mahiro from shockwaves on a nuclear blast, because remember, fields in turn A go beyond just being anti beam; they are just anti things hitting you. Uh, uh-huh. Theoretically, because they are emitting such a strong field that it is interacting with matter, that including like you know like explosions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of ironic because when Tamino first made fields, the whole thing of how you get around them is a solid shell goes through them. Sure, um,
0: but yeah, I mean, also you know. We already, you know, you know that from the very beginning when you learn about eye field propulsion, because yeah. they're rejecting reality, and that's how you move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Then there's uh. So it mentions the eye field barrier again. Um. It has the moonlight butterfly. Of course it does. I mean, it's the turn X's big brother or the turn A's big brother. So it it has a moonlight butterfly. Uh, specifically, when it's doing the Moonlight Butterfly, uh, that's when you tend to see a lot of, like, the stained glass glowing happening, especially in the chest. It happens Mm -hmm. in moments before that, but it happens a lot during the Moonlight Butterfly stuff. Um, which, you know, the Moonlight Butterfly are the the nanomachines in the wings that will break down all of technology and destroy the world. Um, something that Gim should not have access to,
0: um, I I find it funny that the, um... The, it says, disintegrate targets upon contact, which includes artificial objects and organic materials, a.k.a. anything. A- everything, yeah. That's what dis- you're describing. They, it disintegrates
1: anything. <laughs> I'm curious what it means. Yeah, artificial objects and organic materials are is an awkward way of wording that.
0: I guess, I mean, depending on your definition, that could you could be saying, like, it wouldn't hurt a mountain.
1: I guess, yeah. The idea is it doesn't destroy the landscape. That's why Earth is still habitable. It just destroys buildings and Technology, I guess.
0: And people and, and plants people and, and yeah, animals. Yeah.
1: But it doesn't like destroy the planet, planet, like all the way. Right, right. Uh it does also have the power drainer, uh, in the chest. Uh this is how it was able to absorb the heat fan, uh, from the battle with the sumo. Honestly, I just assumed the eye field was powerful enough that it was deflecting that. I didn't know that was a separate system. Um but that's when, uh, that's when you get Harry Ord yelling universe and trying to do the I feel bunker into, uh, the turn X, and it does not actually work. For all that is a really cool attack, and it's really effective in video games, uh, does not w- actually work in the moment it's used in the show. I always love when that happens. When something's really cool, and, like, depicted as powerful, but also, like, in the show itself, it did not actually do good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then you have, uh, it has a psychomio system. Uh, You know, that's why it's able to do an all-range attack. And then, of course, it mentions under special attacks the Shining Finger, which is just simply that it lifts up a target with the right arm and then does, you know, the beams out of the arm while grabbing them and blasting a hole through them.
0: He doesn't say Heat End, though, does he?
1: No, he just says Shining Finger.
0: That's too bad. Heat End's really good.
1: Um, yeah, and then that's the turn... So that's the turn X. Uh, now, there's a bit more we can talk about with it, um, in terms of, like, details. Um, and, like, variants and whatnot, so... Uh-huh. Uh, one of the ones we could talk about is the uh, Turnex ter- early production type. Uh, this appears uh, in artwork... Um, I don't know where this originally comes from. Um, it, 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 definitely a magazine, given that it has it, there's a magazine model associated with it. Um, and this is supposed to be like a little earlier look at the Turnex, which is kind of interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Slightly different colors. There, there's a couple of different artworks here, actually, for it. Uh, uh, going with the upper right one first. Uh, so... The color is almost a bit more... Like, the main color is a bit more on the almost, like, yellow, like green to yellow side, rather than kind just of pure tannish, green. tannish, really. Yeah, more of a tan, I guess. And then it's got a bunch of, like, patches of color all over it. It almost gives off the look that it's supposed to be, like, opalescent.
0: It's right? really cool looking. I mean, I it feels like, like, just a really light touch of, like, um of, like, urban camo, almost. I don't know. I don't understand its purpose, but it looks really cool.
1: hmm And it also adds, like, on the shoulder armor, uh, and, like, the, uh, waist and stuff, it adds a secondary color of bronze, basically, because it's clearly shiny. You can see, like, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be shiny, but that's not gold. It's more of a bronze, actually. Right. Um, and it has, the backpack is a bit more symmetrical, the carapace. Um, the right arm, instead of having the fusion manipulator, like, the destruction one, it has just a big hand, which I think is funny, uh, and then also the legs are more symmetrical, especially like the knees are actually symmetrical. Uh, the legs are they actually do have symmetry with one another there. So yeah, this this runs with that thought of oh the reason it looks so weird is because it has a bunch of battle damage, and then when it uh, when it repaired itself, uh, clearly the damage didn't fix normal. Um, which I actually I guess it didn't fix itself because it doesn't have nano machines like the um like the Turn A. Uh, well, no, because it has them in the Moonlight Butterfly backpack. It just it doesn't mention that it's able to repair with them the way the Turn A does. But I assume it is. I assume that's why it has such a like weird body repairs and why it's like weird, like you know, like the armor the way it goes. Because it's not like the armor looks broken where it's asymmetrical, but it it's asymmetrical in weird ways, you know.
0: Well, I mean, so are you, Are you? I mean, it could be jury rigged, right? It could be uh, like improvised fixes or. Because it sounds like what you're proposing is that it has, like, that not only does, do nanomachines, does that, like, is there a nanomachine, like, healing, like, factor, but also that it causes scarring and heals imperfectly?
1: Well, yeah, that is what I was going with, which, to be fair, that even happens on the turn A. Remember when the mustache repairs and it has a bunch of, like, overgrowth on the armor that they have to, like, cut away? Oh, right, yeah. Um, that's why I was thinking that, um... Because it's like I I don't think it just repairs completely to the shape that it originally was necessarily, um, it just knows I need to repair this because it's damaged, uh, and I, with the X being the Turnax, I, I and being buried underground, my brain just goes oh clearly it is you know it is more weird about how it does this, mm-hmm. that's at least what my thought was. Oh, uh, the concept turnx also doesn't have the uh, the the scars on the chest. Uh, it doesn't have, like, the X uh, or the vertical line on the chest, uh, so it's just a right. flat plate of armor. I forgot to mention that. Kind um, of
0: paying, paying you know, some some credence to uh, Gim's suggestion that it got it from the turn A.
1: Yep. Uh, and then if you look, actually, there's a bit more, like, pencil art there. Some uh, various, like, states of different, like, uh, versions of this. Like, you can see one has, like, a bit more, like... Uh, cuts in the armor and whatnot like just di- just different ideas I'm assuming these are all concepts uh for this because mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. mention that they are roughs uh in the uh, uh, in the descriptions of the art uh, I do think the symmetrical backpack is kind of interesting uh the coloring is the thing that really sells me on like this like early turn X design though it's I just think the coloring looks really cool um yeah.
0: well and like I like that I like the turn x we have better yeah but I also think it is enhanced by seeing this like clean pristine version that it once was
1: yeah um should note the origin of the turn x is kind of debated um uh there's there was the i know there was the one mention which was the um you know uh uh what is it like the planet x uh reference right like this was mm-hmm. a this was a mobile suit that yeah an object turned from its path by the 10th planet. Um It was originally made to be piloted by New Types, but as they no longer exist in the Earth Sphere of Turn A Gundam, its full power cannot be realized anymore, apparently, is what they write in the history here. How much of this is just from the manga or the novels or various other retellings of Turn A, who knows? Um, I will say the Turn X has an interesting thing also, actually. Oh, uh, so Takeshi uh, Takakura designed the original Turn X, uh, which is meant to be the Turn X before the events of Turn A. It actually does mention, um... The discoloration patches on the armor, not the not the uh, uh, asymmetrical look, but the discolored patches, is supposed uh-huh. to be nano machine dysfunction. So, like the nano machines not coloring, like when it's repaired the armor, huh. it didn't color it correctly initially or something, and that's why it's got like the patchy.
0: Man, nano machines are so stupid.
1: They just, look. They just do things. It's fine.
0: Bunch of dumb idiots.
1: Um. So uh, the turnex is just cool though. Um. It, it it's, 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 it's a cool machine. Um, the, there is one other custom. This is a build one. It's a very simple one to talk about. A character, uh, uses a gold turnx. Uh, it's the guy who they call gorilla all the time. He pilots a sumo originally, a gold sumo. And then later mm-hmm. on he appears using a turn but it's, he painted it like the gold sumo, which to be fair, pretty cool color scheme on the turn Actually, I kind of dig it. Uh, just being gold like that. um, I, I, the Turnex is also one that I really like how it gets represented in, like, SD works. I know that's just, like, a weird thing to bring up, but, like, uh, like, you can see the, this SD card down here, like, the art from an SD card there. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I like the way it looks when it's SD. I think it's cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, any other details on the original Turnex we want to talk about? I guess, like... Uh, one other thing I'll mention on the wiki is do yourself a favor and look at... There is... Uh, what is this labeled as um, at the bottom of the page? Uh, that's the re-
0: That's the references down there. In the yeah.
1: references section, yeah. Uh, there is a really cool art uh, on the right there that is just like on one of the pages. I just really like that art. <laughs> uh, I don't know who did that. It reminds me of Nagano's art style, I, funnily enough, but I don't think it's a Nagano art. Um, but it reminds mm-hmm. me of his art style for like brain-powered and stuff. It's just a very greebly close-up of the turn x that looks really cool um well there is kind of a variant to talk about uh well no because we we would talk about that if you're talking
0: about the turn x if you're talking about the turn x we already did it
1: reverse turn x i mean oh the reverse turn x we did do it okay i couldn't remember oh we we did Uh do the alice Cork gundam okay cool Uh uh-huh okay just just couldn't remember uh look we covered a lot of units on the show at this point
0: yep no, I had to, I had to double check, so. Yeah.
1: Alright, well, um, any other little rambles about the Turn-X? Uh, because it is a cool suit, it's just also a one-off suit, so there's not a lot to talk about with it after we cover all the, like, ways that it's fucking cool. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I tend to like, actually, speaking on the nano skin thing, um, I actually really like the, um, there's the, uh, Turn-X and Turn-A, like, dual pack, uh, Master Grade model that has these really cool decals that are, like, these little hexagons, um let me see if i can hmm. find it um it's i i really dig it though um give me one moment i'm gonna find the dang thing uh ah here we go uh and i really like it just because it adds a bunch of hexagons to their uh, armor in a way that i think looks neat uh, i don't like that they are using like the translucent plastic uh, uh as much but i lo- i like these decals a lot uh the decal sheets are fun also because they're they are designed to be freeform so they just give you these cool sheets full of uh, hexagons it's uh i just cool. think it's a cool look
0: yeah I um agree.
1: anything else on the turn x uh let me see if we can find the sd gaiden uh turn x because the turn x is kind of wild in that in uh sd gaiden i know we don't always cover sd things so whenever i th- decide to bring one up just consider that a treat listener it is not a. Uh, We are not going to be able to ever extensively cover that because it is not a series that has documentation. Not even in... Honestly, not even great documentation in Japanese, let alone English, if I'm being honest. uh, Mm Because as someone who has desperately tried finding a lot of the uh, Cardass series uh, card arts, um, it's actually pretty difficult. Um, And uh, I have to rely on a a lot of people doing really bad scans or going to auction sites where people are like, I did a good scan of uh, of this art here because... I'm selling it to someone, so it has to look good. Uh, the Turnex appears in the, uh, like, post-2010s era set, though. Like, uh, they, they added a bunch of Turn-A suits uh, to the, um, like, later series. And, um, uh, oh, right, here it is. So the thing I like about it, though, is it has a weird, like, the head operates as a core. So it's called the Turnex Soul. And look at that little guy.
0: That's a... Uh, that's a turnex acrello
1: it it is a turnex acrello basically yeah that's it that's supposed to be representative of its soul there you can see it actually has like a ghostly body that is there too Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to see if i can find um the uh the other turnex like like when it has a body there Uh, but unfortunately people don't post all the cards so i may not have that saved but i'm pretty sure i do. this is also the set that introduces C. They introduce Seed and turn A at the same time, which is cursed. Um, and AOZ, funnily enough. Um, because this is like when they're like, oh, okay, we're doing modern uh, SD uh, Gundam guidance stuff, and a lot of shows have come out since the break. You know? Because they mm-hmm. did take, like, a break on doing the cards. Um, uh, just as an aside, I, I, I hate the fact that they decide, oh, we're going to make the crew of the, um... We're going to make the crew of, uh... Like Kira, the Archangel crew—they are um, what's it? They're they're pirates, and I'm like, what? Uh, I'm gonna also show you the Knight Turn A from this because I think this is a sick Turn A design because okay, it actually stays cool. looking like the Turn A. Ah, here we go. Here, here's the Turn X. Meanwhile, I just wanted to show it because he's like a fucked up skeleton knight, and I think that's cool.
0: Is there is there a name for this thing?
1: Uh, that is the Sheen. Shin and ja ryu turn X. So, so the uh,
0: true evil dragon,
1: like true evil dragon. I think yeah, turn true evil dragon turn X. Which I guess it looks kind of like a dragon skeleton. Um, yeah, on, sure. On, like with the arm and stuff, the way they do that. I just <laughs> want to show that just because I think it's it's cool, and I I was recently saving these. Plus, again, my brain goes ah, I need this episode to last longer because it's a turn X episode. But it, I just feel weird that it's a shorter one. But I mean. You know, that's just how it is when a design is standalone,
0: I guess. Uh, By the way, feel free to send in better translations than that if you're like, hey, I know Japanese better than 6. Wouldn't be hard.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, Um, One last thing I want to note. This is in the trivia section, but I think it's funny. Um, And I guess it makes a lot of sense. Um, In Shijen Crossrays, um, the turn X doesn't trigger any Gundam passives.
1: Right, cuz it's not called the Turanex Gundam necessarily. It's just called the Turanex. Right.
0: right? It's not a Gundam.
1: Right. I guess it's not. It, no, it's a mysterious alien robot that they found on planet X.
0: <laughs> no, cause... it no, it's even weirder. It they didn't find it on planet X. It's because the gravitational well of planet X redirected it into the solar system.
1: Right, right. That's yeah, <laughs> that is fucking weird. That... <laughs> that is really weird. Honestly,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, also, to Terminal. There is no Planet X. I'm sorry. He, look,
1: it it, it it it's a very classic sci-fi phrase to use, though, right? Because it it reminds me of like you know, in Dunbine this week when Show does the the little thing of saying like, uh, "I'm from the 29th planet of the whatever constellation." It feels like a very classic sci-fi thing to say. Um, mm-hmm. that that doesn't actually like map onto anything.
0: When okay, when. Did Turn A come out?
1: Two thousand and or nineteen ninety nine is when it starts, I think, and then two thousand
0: when it finishes. Okay, so let's see. At that time, probably he would be referring to one five seven six zero Albion if he was referring to a specific uh, trans Neptunian object. Because we wouldn't have discovered, uh, uh, at, uh, you know, at the time I didn't know this. At the time, it was nicknamed Smiley.
1: Why was it nicknamed Smiley?
0: I don't know. Huh. Um, uh, oh, okay. named after uh, uh, astronomer Charles Hugh Smiley. Um, yeah, that, that that name got contested later. I was wondering if he was thinking of Eris, which is the most like that's that's if that's you're like referring an outer to outer planet. Frequently, right, right, right. It's it's a dwarf planet, and it's it's one that if you wanted to be, you know, a pain in the ass, you could try and argue it was a 10th planet, there, but there's we didn't also, discover um, it until 2005.
1: Yeah, and there's also, like, Sedna, right, is another dwarf planet that's technically in the solar system, but it's really, really, really far away.
0: I don't think I know Sedna. I know 2060 Chiron.
1: Um, it is whoops, that's just the orbit, it is 90377 Sedna is the planet, um, it was, the, it, that wasn't discovered until 2003, though. Oh, I see, okay. It was, it was discovered later. It's just, it's one of the many, it turns out the solar system actually has a lot more, like, weird microplanets and dwarf planets and whatnot, um. I
0: mean, it, you know, it, it is, like, it is, I think, fair. I, I am, I am unhappy about the Pluto thing, but I get it, um, but, like, once you start getting to some of these trans-Neptunian objects, it's like, this is a really big rock that technically spins in a circle, so. I mean,
1: we live on a really big rock that spins in a circle!
0: But ours is a special rock. It does cool things that these rocks don't do.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, the problem is planets only can be doing the, the cool shit that we do within a very specific zone around the sun, because too far and things get too cold, too close and sure. things get too hot.
0: sure. But I mean, like... I'm talking about, like, there's a mass issue where, at this point, you're saying, like, if you ripped Rhode Island out of the ground and threw it into space, it would be bigger than some of these things.
1: That's fair, I guess, yeah. Um, I I don't know the exact classifications for these. Uh, I did take astronomy for two years, but I, I just don't know the exact... The exact definitional classification for how they decide a dwarf planet versus, like, a, a an extra, like an orbital object that isn't a planet technically anymore. Um, uh,
0: I think, I think the, that the, I know one of the things is the, like the, you know, what do they call it? Like, like clear your neighborhood or whatever. There's a, there's a requirement that your orbit has to be like clear of other shit that you have enough influence to have your own clear orbit.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause then there's like, I'm reading about like the, I guess Vesta for Vesta, which was the, one of the largest objects in our asteroid belt. Um, was believed to be a uh, a dwarf planet at one point also like that mm-hmm. it could be considered that um but then it's not um to be fair uh it, look classification of objects is always something that is changing and always uh yeah. in, incomplete that is how science has worked as someone who gets really into looking at like taxonomy and how how I've realized, so much of taxonomy is based on individual biases rather than legit science, but also sometimes the what appeared to be legit science wasn't legit science, etc., etc. Science is hard.
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot about make-bake. Make-bake, let's see.
1: Make-bake.
0: No, make-make.
1: Oh, make-make, sorry.
0: Yeah, that's another. If, if you could spell it make-make, if you're just. Yeah, yeah, to, I know. assumed it was
1: make-make. Oh, well, uh-huh. I guess for listener. Um, yeah.
0: It's another, another exoplanet, Second another largest. tiny little dwarf out there.
1: Only 60% the that of Pluto. It does have a satellite, though. I guess that's <laughs> another thing, right, is, like, the ability to uh, obtain satellites.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, a surprising number of them do, even, like, really tiny ones. You know, well, I mean, I say really tiny, but, like, smaller than you would think still managed to have a satellite. But then the satellite is like, okay, what are we counting a satellite? Someone threw a can into space and now it's stuck orbiting you, you know?
1: Yeah. Though um, to
0: be though we wouldn't be able to see that with a telescope. We wouldn't know if you had a a, a Pepsi can orbiting
1: you. How would it take to walk around Pluto at its equator? I need to see. Okay, so e- here's the thing about like the size of things. Um if you were somehow able to walk at normal speed continuously without doing any activities, it would still take like two months to walk around it.
0: a uh, Pluto's a decent size, yeah.
1: It's just funny because it's like, it's just interesting because it's still really small relative to like, <laughs> space is big. <laughs> space yeah. is, things in space are big and we are small. And having the comprehension of how small we are sometimes is always like a weird brain thing. It's kind of why I like it, though. I like seeing how unimportant and tiny we are.
0: It's just you got to think about, you know, you look up at the sky every morning, you wake up and you're like, man, I'm really glad we're so close to this constant explosion in the sky.
1: Yeah. The constant the, like nuclear explosions happening that are keeping this uh keeping the energy coming out.
0: That shit really helps. from the
1: big orb. <laughs> I love when the orb radiates energy that I that I use in order to move and and speak and and do things. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But I'm also glad that I can store energy in ways that other animals cannot, so I don't have to sit outside and bask in the sun in order to accumulate energy, because when you see, like, like certain lizards and whatnot basking in the sun, I mean, they are literally just getting heat so that they have energy, which is, like, a weird way of thinking about it, but that is actually literally what they do, because biology is also weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
1: Makes sense. It's just... You don't think about it as, like, ah, time to charge my batteries when when something is laying in the sun, and that they are using that heat in order to move their body.
0: I mean, clearly you've never been a beach person.
1: Uh, da- no, no!
0: All
1: right. Anyway, long ta- uh, uh, appropriately on the Turn X episode, long tangent about space-related stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean always appropriate for Gundam but extra appropriate I feel for the Turn X. Six where can people find you online?
0: You can find me on Twitter at 6detmar, S I X D E T T M A R. You can send any questions, comments, listener requests, all manner of things in. We will read those on the show. We will talk about them. Uh, honestly, I think the hack is questions cuz questions we just immediately read them. Requests go on a list, but the trade-off is requests get like a couple of mi- or uh, questions get a couple of minutes, requests get a full episode when we roll them.
1: Well, you so. say that, but sometimes we sit there like for twenty minutes on a question.
0: That's <laughs> you know, not impossible, bit. you know. Yeah, I mean, listen. Really good questions can break the rules. Really bad requests can break the rules. If your request is like cover Mountain Dew, I'll say no.
1: Has anyone ever? Tried I already do that on like another
0: that? podcast. No.
1: Okay, I was going to say I just I, I don't feel like anyone in our audience would do that.
0: Mono would. Um,
1: uh, okay. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I mean, so would Muffin actually too.
0: Um, sorry for calling uh, you
1: two out by name
0: (laughs) I'm not sorry Um, and then you can (laughs) find my work at scanlinemedia.com and patreon.com slash what about you Dylan
1: Uh, you can find everything I do on low poly robot on twitter or Um, co-host and then other than that you're here this is what I do I I, like do this thing I like do the Eh. the podcast of talk of robot and, and ramble about robot it doesn't. It doesn't get rid of all my uh, uh, energy, and I still spam every chat I'm in about robots. Like if I can feel if i if I feel up to it. But you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: look. Part of me thought, oh, doing this podcast might m- reduce my energy on talking about robots. No, it's impossible. I wish I could harness this energy to do anything else, but no, I just talk about robots, and I can do it infinitely. I like like. Here's the thing, viewer or listener. If Six wanted to sit here and record another episode and another episode, I would sit here for eight hours a day recording episodes, and we could, like, record, I don't know, 50 episodes in advance, and we wouldn't record for the next year, and no one would be the wiser, because we could just do that.
0: I mean, people would probably figure it out.
1: I mean, Smart they would people. notice if they, like, ask questions or something, or if, like, mm-hmm. we start sounding progressively tired every, <laughs> in every, like, couple of episode <laughs> chunks, it just starts sounding like, oh, it sounds like you've been talking for, like, a couple hours that day, huh? I wonder what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know what I mean, like, I just, I'm like this. Hell, I'm probably right after this, uh, right after we finish this recording, I'm probably gonna be like, hey, Six, hold on, stay on the line for a moment, I need to show you some cool SD Gundam guidance stuff, because I found some new sets.
0: Unfortunately, you picked a bad day for that. No! But, anyway, uh...
1: Okay, I was just gonna let the recording end there, actually, with me yelling (laughs) no, but if we could also do a sign-off. But
0: I have to have a quote here, right?
1: That's fair, that's fair.
0: Listen... (laughs) They were wrong in the past. I'm sorry,
1: I'm looking at my si- I'm okay, looking never at mind, my I waves. won't do
0: my quote. You'll just keep talking. It's fine.
1: no f- hold on. <laughs> I had a statement to say before that's all. go for it, okay sorry i I just I started giggling because I looked at my wave when I yelled, no, that's all anyway. Quote. They were
0: wrong in the past. Humanity can never turn its back on podcasts. <laughs> Peace. <Bye. laughs> 積む心の海見つめて